0: Hey, you're listening to the She Thrives podcast, and I'm so glad that you're here. This week, I wanted to bring up something that has been running through my head lately, which is just really putting our focus on being present and making the best out of the time that we have. But before we get into that for this week's episode, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Now back to this week's episode. So this past week, I was reading out of one of my all-time favorite books. It's called Storyteller, and it was written by Morgan Harper Nichols. And this book is actually a book of poems, well, poem letters. And it's honestly one of by one of the very best Christian poets, in my opinion. I'm sure you guys have seen some of her stuff on Instagram or Pinterest. Morgan Harper is just so good. And she's actually the sister of Jamie Grace, which I had no idea about until I bought this book and read her bio. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is one talented family, Jamie Grace and Morgan Harper Nichols. I would love to just hear their conversations on the daily basis. But anyway, this book is a collection of letters to people or things. So I'm going to read some of the titles just so you get the idea, because I don't know if it's just me, but I don't hear a lot this term poem letters. So some of the titles in this book are for the nineteen-year-old who doesn't know what to do after her plans have fallen through in autumn. So that poem is written to a nineteen-year-old nineteen-year-old who doesn't know what to do in this time. Um, another one is for the woman telling a story to her friend on a morning walk. And then just another example is this letter to the one who loves unconditionally. So you guys get the idea, but I absolutely love this whole layout of writing letters to people or objects in the form of poems and thus consider it one of my favorite books of all time. So thank you Morgan Harper Nichols for writing this and inspiring me. And I've had it for about a year now and I just kind of read it just every so often and it always gives me something new to think about. So last week, I was reading this book and came across one poem titled for the girl in babylon and i wanted to read it to you guys for the girl in babylon may you raise your hands in babylon find grace out in the wild make a song from nothing have hope there is more to come morgan harper nichols and the reason why i love this poem is because i feel as if Morgan Harper Nichols is writing this poem that can at any time relate to somebody because we all have these times in our lives when we find ourselves in these really hard places not able to really fully embrace the joy that we've received or that we've been given from the Lord and that we find ourselves unable to worship fully or bring praise to the Lord because of these circumstances. So I love English (laughs) and One of my most favorite things to do is just to really rip apart a text. So I wanted to do that today with you guys kind of dissecting this poem. So we're going to go line by line just talking about what I think it means, what I think it means to us as Christians, and hopefully through this you guys are encouraged in whatever place you are in your life right now. So the first line is, may you raise your hands in Babylon. And in this line, I think it's important to remind ourselves that Babylon is a biblical place known for and remembered for, it being this place of suffering for believers, and this took place throughout many seasons, even years, of just this time of oppression. So when Babylon is mentioned or used, even in this case of a poem that's pretty recent, when Babylon is used, it's used to signify a place of oppression, struggles, and persecution for believers. And so that's the end part of that line, the in Babylon part, that is what is being talked about. But then if we talk about the first half of this line, it's saying, may you raise your hands. And a lot of times in Christian writing, or even in secular writing, when it talks about raising your hands, hands being plural, not raise your hand, like asking for a question, but raising your hands is either out of surrender or praise. And if we, at least for first glance, I was able to mark out raising your hands and surrender because I don't think that's what this poem is talking about. This poem is definitely not talking about giving up. So when Morgan writes, may you raise your hands in Babylon, it's basically saying, may you worship or find the strength to worship or to give glory even in the face of suffering and oppression. And I think that's a super strong verse because it super strong verse of the poem because it is so hard sometimes. It's hard to give praise and find things to be thankful for when something big in your life is almost blocking or blinding you from being able to worship. But when I read this line, there is something beautiful in this picture that Morgan Harper Nichols is painting for us. Like, may you raise your hands in Babylon. May you, not even for a second, hold back from praising, even with all the suffering and pain and anger and strife around you, may you raise your hands in Babylon. That's just a beautiful line. That's a beautiful picture. If we think of this crowd of Christians being oppressed and there's that one person in the middle still worshiping, still giving praise, still being thankful for what the Lord has done. That's so beautiful to me. And then we hop down to the next verse where it says, find grace out in the wild. And this one kind of seems a little different to me than the first one because When I think of it, I think of this perfect balance. Like when I hear the word wild, I think of this, like if I close my eyes and picture wild, I think of this open area, like an open field with a whole bunch of animals just roaming free. So in that picture, being able to find grace there just almost seems absurd to me. It's being able to find grace in this disorganization, grace in nature itself, to be able to be removed from the world, from all the domestication the distractions the dominance of people and things and busyness and to be able to remove all of that all the fluff all the extra stuff and for all of that to be stripped away in the most wild of all wildernesses (laughs) to be right there and be able to find grace seems unheard of but it also seems so simple like of course that's where grace is going to be found and that's where grace should be found and when I read that line, I'm brought into this feeling of comfort that grace is only received and found in the realms of God. Nowhere else can grace abound than in the very core of who God is, of who he is, in the wild of his everlasting love. Nowhere else can grace abound than in the very core of who he, of who he is, in the wild of his everlasting love. I just think that's that's the picture of grace and we understand that grace is just receiving what we don't deserve and grace is being given a second chance when we've messed up well past our the three-strike limit, you know? And just being able to have that in the most natural form, in the wild, you know, where things happen and there's just craziness around us, being able to find grace in the wild seems like such a beautiful thing. And then after that line, we go down to the next one which is where Morgan writes, make a song from nothing, which, okay, when I was little, I tried to write songs because I thought it would be really cool, and it was so hard. I found myself trying to come up with, like, a rhythm or a beat or just, you know, the music of it, and every time I thought of a good beat or rhythm or tune or whatever, I always realized that it was... Like the music of another song. So, like, Mary Had a Little Lamb was the tune I went to, or like, Jesus Loves Me, or like, High School Musical. Like, I would just switch out the words and I was like, oh, yeah, this is fantastic. And then I would sing it and be like, girl, that's already a song. You just switched up the words. And I realized that it was so hard for me to come up with an original thought. And I became so frustrated. And it's that same feeling that happens sometime with my writing or even with my just creativity in general. Like sometimes the juices aren't flowing and it truly is hard to produce something amazing from nothing. So this idea that Morgan is writing to make a song from nothing hits home with that frustration I experienced trying to write a song as a kid. But also doubles as this idea of being able to take whatever situation I'm handed and turning it into a form of worship, making a song out of nothing, making a song of praise out of a situation that seems to pre- be producing nothing in my life. And if it's anything like writing, coming up with a song out of nowhere, it's extremely hard. And I know that there have been times in my life when I do try to praise the Lord, even though my life doesn't seem to produce Be producing anything praiseworthy, which I know is a crazy thing to claim on a Christian podcast. That sometimes there are times in life when I feel like there's nothing to praise the Lord for. I really forget of all the things that He's done for me. But how beautiful is that? How beautiful is creativity when you're just given a cardboard box? You know, how beautiful is it to be creative, to bring something out of nothing? When you have nothing to stand on, when you have nothing around you, when you have nothing. And I think that's when some of the most beautiful pieces of artwork are created. That's when some of the coolest inventions and why doesn't, why don't I allow that to translate over into the times of my life when I feel like I'm run dry on praise? Why don't I allow myself to bring praise from something that almost feels as if there's no praise? You know, that's just a question For myself to think about so i don't know if that hits home with anybody but we'll go to the next line so ending up the poem the two next lines say have hope there is more to come and if i were to choose a theme for this whole entire poem it would be that idea of having hope and hope is how we're able to praise and worship and raise our hands toward heaven with joy despite the circumstances we're able to do that because we as believers are able to trust and live in the promise that there is more to come. We know that suffering doesn't last forever. Even though sometimes it really feels like it does. We know that suffering does not last forever. And we are able to praise and worship because of that. So these last two lines. The have hope and there is more to come. I think when we read it in the context, context of a letter. So she's basically saying may you have hope. There is more to come. I just think that's so beautiful as a reminder that, you know, we as Christians should be praying for each other to have hope in times when hope feels lost, to be able to put our trust in the Lord when it seems like a lost cause. And I just think that's so beautiful that hope is how we're able to be the girl that raises her hand in Babylon. Hope is why we're able to make a song out of nothing. Hope is why we're able to find grace in the wilderness because we know there is more to life than the things that are around us there's more to life than what people think about us and there's more to life than our failures there's more to life than our successes successes which thank the Lord there's more to life than that because when I'm feeling unsuccessful or when I haven't won recently I do start to feel bad but I need to remind myself I have hope because there's more than my wins and my losses there I have hope and I'm able to praise because there is more so to you this week no matter what you're going through or what is currently happening in your life i know that things can be hard and if you're going through hard things i i want to speak this poem over you at the end of this podcast but if things aren't hard right now i also want to speak this poem over you because you have all the more reason to praise You have all the more reason to be thankful for good things happening in your life. You have all the more reason to raise your hands, to make a song, to praise, to have hope because you are going through a really strong time of your life and praise the Lord for that. But if you're not, I challenge you to praise the Lord too. I challenge you to praise the Lord more, even if you're not going through this time of reaping what you've sown. I just, I really want to speak this poem over you. So I'm going to read the poem and then we're going to close out this episode. So for the girl in Babylon, may you raise your hands in Babylon. Find grace out in the wild. Make a song from nothing. Have hope. There's more to come. Thanks for listening to the She Thrives podcast. Come back next week for a brand new episode. Bye.